Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson. And if you're ready to live life on purpose in your God-given gifts, strengths, and identity without sacrificing family, home, self, and soul care, then you've come to the right place. But first and foremost, we want to make sure we're seeking the steadfast, loving kindness and peace that surpasses understanding from Jesus Christ. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome back for another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and today we have another special guest joining us. Actually, it's one you've heard from before. It is my husband, Robert Robertson. Hello, Robbie. Thank you so much again for joining us. I would die for you, Riley. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. We've got to talk about that. Uh, I know you guys are probably familiar. Well, maybe you're not familiar, but if you're not familiar... I would die for you, Riley. (laughs) This is from Inside Out. Have you seen the movie? That's such a fun movie, but there's so much going on there. There's so many things to unpack. Um, I think it's kind of really relevant to to being like good parents and I'm I'm guessing to be a good mom. I've never been a mom. I think just being a good a good person in general, it involves a lot of self-awareness, which is why I think it brings self-awareness to the front to your perspective. Yeah, I didn't realize that there was so much complexity that could be like captured in like animated form. Um but that movie did like a really good job of like feeling so many different, you know, expressing like how you can feel like a lot of different ways at any given time. Like as a guy, we're we feel pretty linear, you know. Like we're like, oh, I'm happy about a thing. Like, oh, I'm not happy about a thing. And it's it's hard for us to experience the dichotomy of uh, emotions at any given time. Yeah, like one of the characters in there is just like all of his dudes are like the angry dude. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the dad, exactly. That was another thing, too. The leading character for everybody was, like, the dad was, you know, the anger, which means, like, he's kind of driven by anger, which I think a lot of dudes can, like, really resonate with. But then, like, the mom, if you looked at her primary character, it it was sadness. So it's, like, depression was sort of, like, that overarching character. But the kid, and this is, like, what I find really inspirational, what, what was hers? Joy. Exactly. Happiness. So, like, I feel like kids are just, by default, like happy people and then things affect us and then we become like like not quite as happy yeah that's a big a big theme I think we've been talking about a lot lately where this sinful world comes in and plants seeds of doubt seeds of misunderstanding where we can be hurt we can be traumatized and it really changes our perspective. And I think that's, that's kind of where, where you're getting to or maybe a connection that you're drawing there between the child, the primary driver, is joy. But in the parents, it's sadness and anger. Yeah, and I think that as a kid too, like, I think like a kid's propensity to, love, to really, like, truly, like, deeply love a thing 
is like honestly so much greater than an adult like my son he'll look at like one of his stuffed animals and like he loves that stuffed animal uh the only thing i think i love as much as he loves that stuffed animal this little inanimate object is you him jesus and like cars and like literally that's it like that that's like the list full stop fun fact about Robbie which is like starting to scare me lately is just how much he knows about cars blows my mind he can see a beat up basically scrap metal car the rear fender of it and identify this car I've never even heard of in my life his car knowledge is just insane to me yeah but I still can't remember where I put my keys uh, speaking of which baby see my keys uh, they're in the ignition right now. <laughs> Another fun fact, we are also recording this podcast while on the road. It just happens to work out really well for us. We love having these deep conversations while we're driving around, kiddos sleeping in the back seat, and it's just when the thought juices are rolling. So back to the topic of conversation. We're talking about inside out. We're talking about the primary drivers, um, primary emotion drivers, and the difference between the childhood one being joy and the adults being anger and sadness and just how many things come into life in between childhood and, and the sheer joy and happiness and appreciation that we can take in those teeny tiny small moments and just the the awareness that children have in the present moment and how I guess adults are really lacking that a lot. Yeah, we find ourselves in like the routine and almost a reactive state of like having to do the things that we need to do where kids are just, they're, they're a little less planned about it all. They're a little less routine. And I think they have just less safety measures in mind than we do. Yeah, and I think a lot of it comes down to like they're observant they're curious they're learning and exploring the world whereas adults we have this tendency to just live in between our own two ears oh yeah absolutely and uh i can definitely speak for the amount of like uh, as much talking as i do externally which like if you ask anybody is like a lot <laughs> too much there's got to be twice as much going on inside my head like i've got a very busy loud place going on between my ears like i feel like that's where a lot of these uh these conversations take place that steer how i feel about different subjects and like things that affect me and my family and the world around me um and like all of those you know, emotions that you almost can see from the movie come into play. Things that give me joy, things that create fear, things that make me angry, things that disgust me. There's a lot of that going around these days. And and just things that make me sad and like how a lot of those things are kind of kind of conjoined. Yeah, I think a lot of us can relate to that and just these high powered processing machines we have inside of our inside of our heads where I think the average adult makes between 30,000 and 50,000 decisions in a day. Is and it really that much? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll need to double check the statistics on that. So maybe you, if you're by a Google device, <laughs> 
you can look that up just to confirm, but it is. I'm, I truly believe between 30,000 and 50,000 decisions in a day. Most of them, however, are subconscious. Like we're not recognizing the decisions that we're making, but you're going to make a decision to turn left up here and I'm going to make a decision to continue talking or to stop talking. And, and most of them are subconscious, but many of them can easily be controlled by those emotional drivers and those default emotional drivers inside of us. Yeah, that actually makes me think like we we were reading this one book um, and one thing that it really delves into is like micro habits and like smaller decisions that you make through like a given day. It, it will affect like a habit change like over time. So like these 30,000 to 50,000 decisions, like not any one of them is going to be like pivotal or life changing. But um, in the words of a musician that we used to listen to, well, a band uh, like drops of water you know, alone we are nothing, but together we are crushing. You, you get enough to enough good or bad decisions together, and it steers who you are and like how you think about things. And the good thing, though, is you can always change the direction. Absolutely, and these decisions that we're making, like little ones, maybe not be the things that change your day or, or change your life, but over time, like they build up, they grow, and one of the one of the big things that we were talking about before recording this podcast episode had to do with this internal dialogue that we have in between our heads, not just decisions, not just our primary like emotions that drive us, but this internal dialogue that we have with ourselves about ourselves and about others. And it brought up something that we learned from John and Stacey Eldridge in the book Love and War about agreements. But Sasha, what are agreements? <laughs> well, I was going to let you answer that. Oh, I could answer it if you want me to. Can you tell me what it is again? I'm just kidding. I got it. <laughs> so agreements are, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> agreements are the little conversations that you have in your head when, like, Usually this is associated like when things go wrong and then you start making like these accusations either about yourself or somebody else. Like for example, um, I left my, like hypothetically, like because this is not reality, I leave my laundry on the floor and my wife has to go pick it up and put it in the laundry basket. And he always leaves it on the floor. Start making global accusations, start making absolute, you know, statements about, you know, my character and how it becomes about like my character and not just my action anymore. He always does this. He doesn't care about me. He just doesn't care about anything that happens around here and like these agreements start to like spool a conversation. And then the next thing you know, you've got your spouse or your one of your friends or somebody or even yourself is like on trial. And you get to be judge, jury and executioner and you're not the only one in that part of your head having that conversation there's an enemy and he's like but dude did you you got to think about like the cup that got left out too and like that time that you put like an entire meatball souffle in the microwave for like nine minutes and it exploded but then you didn't clean it the next day like yeah man let's go talk about that too well i think the basis is allowing the enemy to plant these seeds of doubt or seeds of strife in your mind and then watering them really you don't even have to water them but then you choose to water them 
and and just add to this like mountain this pile where it becomes this thing not only are you making these global statements like you you go down this like rabbit trail of it'll never change and it's always going to be this way why do I bother and it just it just continues going it's almost like just like a waterfall you know the first time the water went down that mountain it was very difficult for it to find out which route it was going to take was it going to go left was it going to go right but this is the same with all habits in life with everything that we really approach especially our thoughts because they create our neural pathways and once the water goes down the mountain the next drop is easier the next drop is easier until you have this like rushing river that turns into this waterfall that is honestly like you can't stop it you can try and direct the water if you want it to go a little bit different of a way but even some of the oldest rock formations cannot stop this water from going and so I think it's really important when we're talking about these agreements that we're looking at the basis of one where they're coming from how often is it the enemy planting these seeds of doubt or seeds of confusion in us but then also making sure that we're taking those thoughts captive and getting to the root of them. Like what is causing this? What is going on? Why am I feeding this? What is the issue? And what do I need to do to stop these agreements, to stop these negative thoughts, to stop this spooling from going on? Yeah, I think Jesus said it best. I can't have the reference on hand right now. Um, but when Jesus says, take every thought captive, that is exactly what he's talking about, is uh, letting these, these toxic little, you know, gremlins in your head run rampant. Because when, you know, just like any other micro habit, if you kind of give in to like these agreements and you start feeding them and you, start, you, you don't discipline them and, and vanquish them and banish them and play the Uno reverse card on them, that's when they start creating bigger decisions that you're going to make that are illogical and like... we've literally met people like we have been friends with people that are divorced now and like looking back in retrospect you can totally see that the path that led them to this place was a path of agreements they didn't communicate with each other so they communicated with themselves and they didn't communicate in a way that was very productive and now they've gone their separate ways and it's just it's a full-on tragedy really and it could have been avoided I mean there are so many times that we as a couple have even gone I mean we're obviously not divorced but I mean how many times now that we know about this agreement thing now that we're aware and we are able to pay attention to it when it's happening we can look back and see how many times even in our own relationship that we've allowed that to happen and what I really appreciate is that Robbie came to me the other day and and you could just tell he was kind of in this off like energy um in this off attitude and when I asked him what was up he said I'm just making a lot of agreements today and we were able to talk about it and we were able to talk about it even though he said some things that were kind of harsh or maybe like um not against my character as a person but just like the reality of some of the tough stuff that we've we've been going through in life and it I was able to receive and approach that in a way that wasn't like personal because he knew and recognized right away and when he addressed it with me 
pointed out that these are agreements that I'm making. Yeah, that was actually a, a watershed moment for us, like, to be able to not only identify that, but I, I remember that. It was a really rough day. Like, I remember I was, like, taking care of the kid, and, like, I just finished a week worth of work. And there was just a lot going on. Like, I was feeling a lot of devalue. And I could, like, hear these things, like, these thoughts floating around in my head. And I identified it right away. I'm like, I know exactly what's going on here. And <clears throat> what's remarkable, and I really hope that you guys can take some take this away, to have this as a takeaway, is that it didn't change the way that I felt. You know, it's kind of like when you're, if you're drunk, if you've ever been drunk before, like, just because you're like, oh, wow, I am... I am inebriated right now. You don't immediately become sober after that. Like, no, you're still going through it. So I'm still feeling these things, but I know what they are. And I knew, and I didn't want to do this, but I'm like, I know the only way to get through this is to, like, have this conversation, have this dialogue. And to my, like, utter delight and surprise, the conversation did not unfold in ways that it had unfolded in the past. And that had, like, everything to do with Sasha. And this is, like, where you and I have both, like, really made some big changes because like in the past I would have climbed all that up crammed it down real real deep and then waited for the most inopportune time and then exploded and then you would have responded typically with a lot of anger in the past but you were like nope we're going to talk about this you had like way more grace than I was expecting definitely more than I deserved but like it ended up being like a good day and to know that it's possible to like have the conversation and like actually have a happy ending to it like there's some there's some gold there man there's some magic can i be fully transparent with you here and like tell you what was happening in that moment yeah please do i need to know i was coaching you yeah i can live with that um just spending so much time in the in this arena i was like this is a moment where I just needed to detach myself from the situation. One, knowing that it was coming from a place of he was making agreements where he was facing, um, facing like thoughts and feelings and things that were coming up that were honestly, he was being led by things the enemy had planted in his head at that point in time that it was like, it wasn't about me. It was about you like overcoming this battle this battle in your mind and I was able to easily recognize that and so I was able to take this detached approach like I do with some of my clients and really just help walk you through those emotions that you were feeling and bring you back to a place of center a place of truth a place of reality to help you take those thoughts captive and to help you overcome that battle really truly a spiritual battle that you were facing at that time and it feels weird to tell you this now because I feel like I almost got one over on you but in reality like that's what was going on in my mind that's what the experience was to me and now I'm curious to hear like what are your thoughts about that now knowing this uh if you're ever mad at me from now on just coach me (laughs) no the um it's kind of miraculous that you were able to detach yourself from like this was like about you like this is about you and I and it was like it was personal and you were able to detach yourself from the personal aspect of it with the person that you're most intimate in the world with your husband and take this approach 
where you're like, okay, this is the sequence of events. This is the thought patterns. This is what is going on. This is what we're going to do to get from point A to point B and find resolution. And like, that's, if you can do that with me, you literally could do that with anybody, anybody, anybody. Yeah, it was it was a very unique experience for me because normally I don't I don't know that I would have taken that approach with you, but it was just I just came out of a season of so heavily being like involved in coaching, being coached, self-coaching that it was like it was just like a snap of a finger. Like I was just so easily able to recognize that. So anyways, getting back to the topic of our conversation in this making agreements, this internal dialogue inside of our heads and, and just this self-awareness really of what, what emotions are driving us. Um, are there any like final thoughts or takeaways that you want to share on this? I'm sure this is something we're going to continue talking about, but I don't want this episode to go on too long. So I'm sure it's going to come up in future conversations, but for today, any major takeaways or parting thoughts you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah, um, thoughts are like drops of water, and you know I learned this in construction, and you you had hit on it beautifully earlier that you cannot stop water; you can only direct it. That's the best you can do, and taking every thought captive is exactly the same way. Yeah. That resonates deeply. And if you need any assistance in taking these thoughts captive, any thoughts really, the Life and Goals Planner actually has two worksheets that are very similar. One is controlling your thoughts and another one is taking your fears captive. And it helps you because it gives you space to write those thoughts down, but then also gives you space to process and redirect those thoughts exactly exactly what you're saying Robbie so I appreciate you bringing that up and if you need a tool or a resource to do that we have that available Um, thank you so much for having this conversation with me today and thank you to everyone listening I am so grateful that you take the time out of your day to listen to what we have to share listen to what I have to share and also I just want to thank you for investing the time in yourself to live a more intentionally abundant life. Have the best day. Have the best day. I don't know if a lot of you knew this tidbit of information about me, but I am a planner. Surprise. (laughs) No, but in real life, I love to plan events and trips. I have spent over a decade planning epic vacations and events for others to come in and join in the fun and learning experience. And God has really placed it on my heart to plan something. So I am going to share this with you guys in hopes that if you are hearing this and it is something that you are interested in, that you will let me know. And that is, drum roll please, an in-person retreat. Woo! I have it on my heart to be in Florida the beginning of March 2022. 
I'm hoping to have some details sorted for this in-person retreat by the beginning of December. So you will have at least three months notice, but I am giving you a heads up right now. So I'm going to drop a link in the show notes for you to let me know if you're interested in an in-person retreat for Christian women to just come together, to rest, to relax, to rest at the feet of Jesus. There will be a speaker. There will likely be crafts. We're thinking yoga at the beach. Um, There's a huge potential for a concert to be included in this one that y'all are going to love. And the list just goes on. So all that to be said, if you would be interested in a women's retreat in person in central Florida, the first week of March, check out the show notes, click that link and let me know what you want to do. And if you're interested in joining.